Do you have a Judas or a Jezebel in your life? There is victory in store for you. There is victory in store for me. There are two names in the Bible that you probably don't see too many little juniors being named after. And two of those names are Judas and Jezebel. With good reason. For some of you, you are dealing with a Judas or a Jezebel spirit. That wants nothing more than to destroy you and everything that you stand for. Say, but I'm not going to stand for it. I'm not going to stand for it. So we're going to first look at Judas. Judas was handpicked by Jesus. We know this. He was handpicked by Jesus to be a disciple of Christ, who later betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. Judas, whom Satan entered because he had opened himself up to demonic control and deception and manipulation to accomplish Satan's will, was on a sure road to collision. See, sin always has a steep price tag, right? Judas, who was taken captive to do the devil's will, according to 2 Timothy 2.26. You can write this down. Because this is important. We understand that the devil also has a will, not just God. So Judas was taken captive to do the devil's will, but don't say poor Judas, because Judas had a, a choice in the matter. Amen. There was al there's always a choice in the matter. Remember, sin always has a steep price tag. So 2 Timothy 2.26. Judas was taken captive to do the devil's will, according to 2 Timothy 2.26, showing us that there is the enemy also has a will for our own life. And greed was his downfall. In Matthew 25, 14, and 15, and if you're not turning, then if you don't have your Bibles, you're not turning there, I would encourage you to write down some notes because I want you to yeah. look at these scriptures. Matthew 25, 14, and 15. It says that he went to the chief priests and he said, he said, how much will you give me if I deliver Jesus to you? So do you have a Judas in your life? One who was quick to betray you. He was quick to betray Jesus. And he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. One who controls everything that you do or tries to. Judas was the keeper of the treasury and he helped himself to it. John 12, 6. Judas criticized the extravagant love for Jesus and he also wants to ridicule your extravagant walk of holiness, your extravagant love for Jesus, just as Judas did with Mary of Bethany. You remember that story? When she anointed Jesus' feet with oil, for Judas's heart was full of greed. And you can write down John 12, 4 through 6. His heart was full of greed. So do you have a Judas in your life? Worse yet, and this is just a short description. There's, there's far more that I could say to describe someone that would be walking with that kind of a spirit. Now, heaven forbid, don't you be the Judas. You may have a Judas in your life, but don't you be the Judas. Amen. Worse yet, do you have a Jezebel in your life? Jezebel was King Ahab's wicked, idolatrous wife. You can read it first, Kings 16. Wicked, wicked, wicked. She massacred the prophets of the Lord, and we've studied this, 1 Kings 18. She exercised evil authority when she incited her husband to take authority over Israel, 
And, and that's 1 Kings 21. Now we're going to camp right now in 1 Kings 21. Because I'm going to read to you the story of Naboth. Because Naboth was murdered for his vineyard. And this wicked queen, Jezebel, got her husband on board and incited him to do such a wicked thing. Say they were both guilty. They were both guilty. But I want to first point out verse uh, 7. Just look at verse 7. Because here we have this wicked Jezebel says to her husband, You now exercise authority over Israel. See, even the demons and the powers of darkness know that there is an authority that they are to exercise and they exercise it over us. Are we exercising our right, our power, and our authority in Christ over them? Because that's what has to happen. See, she said in verse 7, the Jezebel said to his wife, uh, to, her, to her husband, you now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. I wanted to start with that verse because I wanted to show you just how, how wicked the enemy's assignment is, how thoughtful, like purposeful, I should say, how purposeful, how precise, how planned it is. So now look at, we're going to go back up to the top of 1 Kings 21, and I want to read this, you know, portions of this. So it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, next to the place of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near, it's next to my house, and I will give you a vineyard better than that. He's like, I'll give you something better. Or, if it, if it, or, I, or I could just give you money for it. He says, otherwise, I'll pay you for it. I'll give you money if you don't want a vineyard. But Naboth said to Ahab, he said, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my father. Like in other words, you can't put a price tag on this and, and any old vineyard is not gonna qualify. This is special, this is important. This is something of value. This is something that means something to me. No, you can't have it. Sound familiar? What does the enemy attack? That which is the most important to you. But Naboth, verse three, said to Ahab, the Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. Naboth was taking a stand. Say Naboth was taking a stand. So Ahab went into his house sullen and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. And he said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and he turned away his face and he would not eat any food. He says he would eat no food. Verse 5. But Jezebel, that wicked queen, comes in, his wife, comes in and says to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? And he said to her, Because I have spoken to Naboth. And, and I said to him, Give me your vineyard or, or for money or else if it pleases you, I will give you another vineyard. And he said, I will not give you my vineyard. So he recounts this whole thing to his wife. And then we, go, we get to verse seven, which we already read. Jezebel said, you now exercise authority 
over Israel. Arise, eat food, let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard. It's the moment that you stand for something that's important that all of hell starts to come against you. Yeah. It's the moment that you actually take your stand. That is when every demon power starts to exercise demonic authority over you. But we have power. We have source, a source. And that power and that source is far above any power and principality that can be thrown your way. Amen? And that's in Christ Jesus. So look at what she does. Verse 8. She wrote letters in Ahab's name, and she sealed them with his seal, and she sent the letters to elders, the elders and the, and the nobles, who were dwelling in the city with Naboth. And in these letters she wrote, she lied. She wrote, proclaim a fast, and proclaim a fast. Did you miss it? Even the demon spirits, even, even, witchcraft and, and wizards and new age and let me tell you it's not just Christians that understand the importance of fasting it's just that when we fast we understand we're fasting and the Lord hears our, our word our prayer, our spirit, our cry because we're doing it in accordance to the word of God but just because someone fasts does not mean they're fasting a biblical fast so they proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth with high honor among the people. And two men, scoundrels, came in and sat before him. And the scoundrels witnessed against him. So they witnessed against him, against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth has blasphemed God. What a lie! What a lie! Setting people up to lie. And then they took him outside the city and they stoned him with stones so that he died. Not only did they lie and make up lies about this man, and they all were a part of it, but then they stoned him to death. So then sent to Je they, they then sent to Jezebel and they said, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. We took care of it. Hmm. And it came to pass that when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give you for money. But Naboth, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. So it was written that Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, and Ahab got up, went down to take possession of the vineyard of uh, Naboth the Jezreelite. What a wicked, what a wicked yeah. scheme. Right? So Ahab and Jezebel, they're both guilty parties in instigating Naboth's death. Because their hands are, are, are filthy with blood. They're, his blood was on their hands. And it's an important thing that you understand this. Yeah. It's an important thing. See, she, she and he, both of them, were obviously demon worshippers. Let's just put it that way. Worshippers of Baal. Right? And trying to, and also encouraging God's people to worship Baal, to worship idols, idolatrous worship, right? And so wicked leaders are going to bring forth that wicked type of a, of a curse to everyone underneath them. And sometimes innocent people get caught in the mess in the middle. But say, you're not going to get caught in the mess of the middle. Why? Because there's an assignment that you understand that you're to walk in. And you're going to wake up today. We've been talking about wake up church today. Yes. Waking up. Yes. The church will wake up yes. and recognize that when those things happen, like I said to you in the beginning of service, right, about this past week and what was happening.
happening and the Lord said worship because worship is one of the keys to warfare Amen. worship is the highest praise and the highest praise is one of the most powerful keys that you have to actually combat against the diabolical wicked scheme coming against you it's taking your stand it's renewing your spirit man it's causing you to rise up and fight it's causing you to take what's rightfully yours and it's causing the enemy to shrink back and to remember that he's under your feet right Naboth died you're not gonna die say not on my watch I'm not gonna die and not only me but those that you're standing for those that I'm standing for those that you're standing for they're not gonna die on your watch they're gonna rise up they're gonna wake up they're gonna go forth in the name of Jesus to do the will of God Amen. hallelujah Jezebel's death was just as wicked as she was she was thrown from a window. I'm just going to quickly tell you. Thrown from a window. Her blood was just spattered all across the floor. Horses trampled her underfoot. And she was not even able to be buried. Elijah's prophecy came to pass. Elijah's prophecy came to pass. You know why? Because dogs ate up her flesh. Don't you ever negate the fact that your prophecy, the word that comes forth out of your mouth, that is led by the Spirit of God, not your flesh, that is led by the Spirit of God. Don't ever, ever underestimate the power of your prophetic word. But the problem with the power of the prophetic word is, is that sometimes you have the unction of the Lord to speak the word, but because it doesn't happen in two minutes, you end up speaking a contrary word than the word that the Lord had put in your mouth. And you actually undo sometimes and disqualify the very word that God gave you to speak. Not on my watch. God forgive us. When we have undone the very prophetic word that God unctioned for us to speak. There is power in that word. Stay faithful and stay committed to the word that God has spoken. Because at the right time, at the right time, the word, of, the word that was given to Joseph... It came to pass. At the right time, there's a word that God has brought into your life. And it will come to pass. And so what if it takes years and years and years? Guess what? A whole lot of something is happening in those years and years and years. And it's bringing you just a little closer. Amen. It's bringing you just a little closer. Day and night, night and day. Worshiping your king just a little closer. Amen. So there's still a whole lot that's happening in the middle of the prophetic word. So don't underestimate and don't undo it. Don't undo the prophetic word. So how do we overcome if we have a Judas or a Jezebel in our life? First of all, Ephesians 6.12 tells us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We know this. But against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Matthew 26.50 in the NIV version says that Jesus, knowing that Judas was his betrayer, still said friend what you do what do what you have come to do friend do what you have come to do and this is in the NIV just before he was arrested so how do you overcome if you have a Judas or a Jezebel in your life because Jesus called his betrayer friend we must see our betrayer as a pawn in the devil's hand and we have to find a way through the spirit of the living God to separate ourselves from the spirits that are working through this person and the actual person 
We have to find a way. And this is something that is practiced. And you become more and more effective at it the more that you practice this, the more that you, you work, walk in this. Elijah was a praying man. And he was a powerfully anointed man. Yet he was the victim of a Jezebel control, of Jezebel's control. He was still the victim of Jezebel's control. So lest you think, well, I got the blood of Jesus. I don't need to worry about any of this. Don't let fear control your mind. Don't let fear control. Know what the word of God says. Know that you've been armed with strength. Know that no matter what, yes, you've got the power, but you've got to realize that you're going to be, you've got to be strengthened in the battle to fight the battle that's at hand. That yes, you will win as long as you keep to the truth of who God says you are and open your mouth when he tells you to open your mouth. Keep silent when he tells you to keep silent. Remember, it's a heart issue. Jude, when Jude, uh, Judas, when he betrayed Jesus, Jesus still called him friend. He didn't attack the person. It's a spirit that we're dealing with. Jesus. Elijah was a praying man, powerfully anointed, right? Still, though, he became a victim of this Jezebel control. In 1 Kings 19, 1 through 4, you can write this down, but that principality caused him to fear. That principality that Jezebel was and walked in that principality caused this powerful man to fear. Caused this powerful man to become drained. And that's where a lot, that's where sometimes we're at, just drained. Hey, if you're drained, you need to seek the presence of the Lord immediately. Because it is one of the tactics of the enemy. Drain them, get them exhausted, get them discouraged. See, Elijah wasn't just drained. He was also discouraged to the point of wanting to die. That's pretty bad. That discouragement is low, and many of us have been there. But we've got to realize if that's happening, there might be a Jezebel spirit that's operating in your life right now. And it's not to say, I've got to look to see who it is, who is the villain. So don't even worry about that, because immediately I heard, immediately I, I, I just sensed, I don't know, I just sensed immediately that people in this room were thinking, yeah, who is it? Who is it? See, it's not about the person, because they may or may not know, but it is about a spirit, and it might be about more than one person anyways. So it's a spirit, this Jezebel spirit that, that Elijah needed to recognize. You know, when you look at 1 Kings 19, it said he saw. She was talking and he saw. Because it's a spirit. He saw the spirit. So we pray for our Judas. We have to pray for the, the Judas, Judases in our life. And remember, pray if you're one too. You don't want to be a Judas. So Jesus prayed for Peter. Luke 22, 31 and 32. This is what G Jesus prayed. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. See, and the same is true for Judas, to sift him as wheat. So instead of getting so upset, your husband or your wife, your children or somebody else, realize Satan wants to sift them as wheat. We've got to realize what's happening. Satan wants to sift them as wheat. Jesus prayed for his Judas, and we need to pray as well. He said, but I prayed for you, Simon. He prayed for Simon Peter, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So we're not going to become a victim to the Judases or the Jezebels in our lives. 
In some circumstances, you must move on, and in some, you must stand and battle. But we have to know the battle that we're called to. We have to know. We have to have wisdom. We have to know the battle that we're called to. So right now what I'm going to do is we're going to pray. We're going to pray, and I'm going to ask you to stand up, and I'm going to pray some things. I want you to also be in that spirit of prayer. Because right now it's so critical that we recognize there might be some, there may be Judas's, that spirit, and Jezebel, that spirit, at work in some of your lives. And we can't have it. It's too costly. It's so costly. Especially in this day and hour where there's so much division already happening. And then the enemy of confusion certainly tries to place his confusion on you. But in the name of Jesus right now, Father God, I thank you for the word that just went forth. And I thank you, Lord God, that although I know there's a whole lot more that we can say about these two spirits. But for today, this is what I felt we needed to bring to create that awareness and to create that reminder for some. Father, right now, we lift up the name of Jesus. You are our strong tower. Father, we thank you. We decree no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Father, we thank you because you said that a thousand may come and fall by our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it's not coming near us. It's not going to destroy us, Lord, no matter what it is. No word curse, no diabolical assignment, no conspiracy of demonic spirits. It's just not going to work. They're going to fall and they fail in comparison to our amazing, amazing King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We decree the blood right now and we mark it out. We mark our lives. We mark our lives with the blood of Jesus right now. Everywhere we go, we walk in the blood of Jesus. Father, we don't hold anything against anybody because we don't want them to hold something against us because that's what your word says. So, Father, right now, whoever has caused us pain in the natural, we forgive them. We forgive them. We release them to you we ask you to forgive us as well father any judgments any hardness of heart any offense we say lord forgive us forgive us forgive us for as simon peter was being sifted how do we know but they have been been sifted as well so we want to pray for them we want to pray for them we want to pray for those that that spitefully use us or those that cause difficulty in our life we want to pray for them father god we want to ask you to lift them up ask you to search their heart ask you to bless them ask you to heal them god yes So right now, in the name of Jesus, I decree this over you, that I destroy, or we'll say we destroy, the strongholds in our lives. Yeah, you can repeat. Where the spirit of Judas or Jezebel lived. Yes, where it lived. In the name of Jesus, we speak death over all the fruits of greed. All that fruit, greed, jealousy, control, manipulation. We speak death over that. We speak the death, it dies right now. Through the, yeah, we speak death over the spirit of witchcraft trying to come against us. The spirit of depression trying to come against us. The spirit of death trying to come against us. The spirit that we want to muzzle our mouth that's trying to come against us. That spirit of division in families, putting families one against another. We speak death over those spirits. It will not have a place in our lives. I decree a removal of all that has caused us to walk under that control. We command the removal of that spirit right now from any of our habits, from any of our thinking, from from our will, from our emotions, from our mind, from our body, everything within us. We command the removal of that spirit of control, that thing that has caused you to bow over and in the spirit, man, and not even recognizing that something has caused you to lose the life. 
because it's the life of Christ in you and nothing is going to be allowed to remove that because we're waking up. We're waking up. Father, in the name of Jesus, the precious name of Jesus, I pray the spirit of Elijah will arise within us right now. The spirit of Elijah, rise, arise within us right now and expose the Jezebel spirits in our lives, in the body of Christ, that they become exposed, that we recognize the, the enemy tactics, that we recognize the tactics and that we don't fall prey to those tactics again.